You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're going to talk about Candyman. You no trouble. Me, fifth element. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Welcome to the podcast. We are your host. I'm editor Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, cinematographer Jared Callen. How you doing, Brian? I am fine, sir. We also have DP Mike Griggs. Hello. Hey, hey. And we have costume designer Kristen Jones. Hello. And here we are talking Candyman. Who can take a sunrise? <laughs> Sprinkle it with dew. Sing it to me, baby. Cover it with chocolate and a miracle or two. The Candyman can. Oh, the Candyman can. I think if we all separate ourselves from saying the C word, then, you know, if you say it and then I say it and then Kristen says it and then Mike says it, and we can, you know, we actually have a total of, you know, 16 times we can say it. That's not true, man. And no. make it okay. No, no. did you no. watch the movie? That's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. It establishes well, the rules. I'm looking from into the a mirror because I can man. see myself in, in this. You see what I'm saying? This is yes, the future I mirror. am mirrored in this Zoom call, so that's it fucking saying. counts. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're all looking into mirrors. Yeah, but if you so watch all need to be careful. the very first scene of the movie, the guy says Candyman four times, the girl says Candyman one time, and she still dies upstairs. So it's an all together. She was saying it in her head, Brian. <laughs> Was she though? <laughs> was she? I didn't. You see know, the Candyman is also in your thoughts. This ain't no Freddy Krueger situation. Bullshit! Well, Have you not it, watched this movie? He is in her thoughts. <laughs> Helen, I'm coming for you, Helen. Be my victim. I did. I did really enjoy like the surround sound. It's in every speaker, so it's like in the center of the room when he's talking to her. It's always voiceover. Oh, that, was, that was a great effect. They didn't have his lines written, so they put those in later. <laughs> <laughs> right am i right well m- most of tony todd's lines are actually from the short story nice yeah uh, the what is it called uh the forbidden written by uh the great clive barker 
Yeah, wasn't the short story set in, in England? Yeah, it's in Liverpool. Where'd the Beatles come from? <laughs> Classic. But yeah, it's uh, it's obviously a much more of about a, a class structure system that he's comparing right, right, in the... Right. Uh... God damn it, Jared. You shouldn't have told me that. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, this movie takes much more of a, a racial tone to it because it's set in the United States. And everybody knows all the white people in America are scared of black folks and poor people. Put them together and they just won't go there. Or I guess they call it Cabrini Green. You know, either way, that's fine. Not, uh, this was a real place, though. Oh, no, I know it was a real place. And they actually shot in the uh, in the ghetto, to use their words on the uh, audio oh, the commentaries. <laughs> the ghetto. <laughs> Close to the guitar, but the ghetto. Sounds like a type of MMA fighting. Uh, has anybody seen this before? No. No, I watched it yesterday for the first time. It was my first time, too. And as we discussed last week, um, I thought this had something to do with the Sammy Davis Jr. song. I had no idea what it was about. That was my only reference point was the song. What's the song? <laughs> Who wants to sing it? Sing it for Jared, us, that's, yeah. That's... No takers? <laughs> I just so everyone knows they were all singing this before we started the podcast. <laughs> Oh, was it the song that I sang earlier? Is that the Sammy D- Davis Jr. song? Yeah. Okay, I only know that from Willy Wonka. So I <laughs> yeah, didn't know. it's also in Willy Wonka. <laughs> yeah, the awesome scene where the the Candyman actually smacks this little kid in the face with the uh, <laughs> with the bar. It's amazing. <laughs> little hidden thing in there. Yeah, I think that's the only place I knew that from was Willy Wonka. Yeah, I didn't know that that was an, that was a legit song. I thought it for some reason it was written for the Candyman. <laughs> I mean, maybe I, maybe it was written for the movie. I have no idea, but Sammy Davis Jr. also sings it. I and I Sammy think he Davis's sings it. Version. I think it's better. <laughs> yes. So why why is he called Candyman? Is it because he was covered in honey? All right. So they do explain this, and it, it makes more sense in the sequels, um, where they actually you actually see in a flashback Candyman. They actually give him a name. It's Daniel. I just watched those not too long ago. I can't even remember. But they gave him a name, and they have this flashback scene where they actually show his hand getting cut off and then smearing him with honey. And one of the little uh, white kids, it's kind of creepy, actually, like, takes the honey off of his body, licks it, and it's like, oh, it tastes like candy. You're the candy man. <laughs> and then, oh, my what God. At least, what? <laughs> okay. what? At least that makes sense. Why? Uh, just from this movie. What a weird retcon. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> It was weird enough in this one where he's like dripping honey into the baby's mouth, like rubbing his finger into the baby's mouth. I only cut, saw one, one bit, of, honey. bit of candy in the whole movie when she walks into the um, the abandoned apartment in Cabrini Green, or I should say crawls in, and there's that, those like candy wrappers on the ground, and then she like finds the razor blade in one, like he's putting razor blades in all the candy. That's the That was the only candy I saw in the whole thing. Does he haunt Halloween? Well, that, I think that was wasn't that more of a nod to all of the urban legends. Like they kind of hit on right. a, a bunch of urban legends at the beginning, which is yeah, that's, that's one that's of kind of lost. That's though, definitely right? how I read that for sure. Oh yeah, that's the why he's got the hook in the hand. You know, there's that old story with the the scratching the on the you know. Yeah. And Brian, I know we've been asking you to give us hook, but this wasn't what, what we were talking about. This is better than when, hook. no. When when I said give oh, us the fuck hook, you, hook, give what? us the hook. <laughs> This is a uh, higher rated on Rotten Tomatoes no. than hey, Steven man. Spielberg's hook. I will. I just want to put that out there. Is it is it <laughs> higher rated than I know what you did last summer? Fuck yeah, it is. Oh my god, <laughs> get the fuck out of here! What are you talking about? It's also a hook movie. 
All right, so yeah, you, you definitely uh, turned my uh, thinking around on this. This is the best hook film, period. Just, just it's damn out damn. there. No way. It has damn. been qualified and assessed. Done and done. We're, we're going to find uh, the best in every film sooner or later. So he gets killed, right, and burned alive, or you know, you know, he, you know, he, he gets stung to death, covered, hand cut off, covered in honey, stung to death by hungry bees who want to eat their own honey for some reason, and then he's burned and his ashes are spread okay i get all that explain how he becomes the candy man and like jams a hook into his hand like army of darkness with the chainsaw and does all that like (laughs) dude it's the same this is literally the same thing as like Wes craven's new nightmare where you remember where that was not actually freddy krueger that it was the the demon right that needed needed to be captured in the story right so right. it wasn't let loose in the world. Okay, this is the, this is the same thing, right? So like this urban myth, right? It, through the power of telling this myth over and over again, it's become real, or it was always real. But that's where he gets his power from. Well, because he's he's been spread all over this area, and now all these people live on top of that area, and they are constantly spreading the spreading the word because he keeps talking about it like his congregation. They're spreading the word of the Candyman. Which gives him power. Okay, so <laughs> I'm just trying to make sense of this movie. I've kind of crammed it really quickly. Um, <laughs> then, then the whole thing about going through the uh, the um, the medicine cabinets. Let's let's talk about that. How, how does all that work? How does okay? The candy- wait. Oh, I don't know about the Candyman, but did you guys see the TikTok of the girl who like did that? She pulled out her medicine cabinet and discovered a whole new apartment no on the other side. Yeah, I'll send it to you guys. Also. Um, apparently this is, this is, this TikTok came out like last year. So I don't think the movie had anything to do with that, but the girl who got murdered, you know, at the beginning she goes to, she's asking about like Ruthie or Rosie or somebody who gets murdered in yeah. the building. Ruthie um, Jean. so that was a real thing and they murdered her. They were in the crawl space of the walls and they came through her medicine cabinet no and murdered shit. her. That was a yeah. real story. That's, that's real. See, it's so weird that like the, the chick, like, you know, uh, she goes and shows the, uh, the, her friend, you know, she's talking about how this building is built the same way as the other building. You can tell because of the design and all that. And she goes in and she like pulls the medicine cabinet out and reveals that she can go into the next apartment but then she just sticks her fucking medicine cabinet back up there like like, like, you <laughs> like know, it's like, no big you deal just left that open yep. you're not gonna crawl back yep. through and stick that in and go out the door and come back around like right. what the hell <laughs> okay but in the tiktok she crawls back through the mirror too like i think the doors are like closed or something or like i don't in the tiktok like it's missing a staircase like there's something i don't know i mean it's wild yeah I, I i wouldn't feel comfortable leaving that open i wouldn't feel comfortable living there with that easily yeah i would have to... like a lock on the outside of my bathroom door how many times Which have you been to a hotel? To the purpose, yeah. And and they have that door that connects the room that you're not, you know, with. And, and there's, yeah, it's just weird. It's unsafe. Yeah. It's just knock on that at night. You're like, hey, <laughs> you want to play checkers? Is that what the kids are calling it? I I do like that their apartments uh, mirror each other though. The, the I, ghetto versus the no, that is cool. It's just dressed up. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really like that. I was like, it makes sense because developers are really lazy. So why would they come up with a different, like, building? Like, I would just if if that was me, I would just like be like, yeah, this is also good. Like, what difference does it make? I mean, I understand that they're trying to do something and be like, oh, it's the same building, but like one is for like you know poor black, and it's like devolved into this like 
I mean, I don't even know what you'd call that, but, and the other one is in this like very like upper class white neighborhood. So I kind of get what they're trying to show, but I, was, I didn't think it was that special. And maybe what, that's because that, the, yeah, the fact that they're the same building and maybe that's just because like, you know, I grew up in the suburbs where all the buildings are exactly the same. So I just, I didn't think it was, I don't know. Am I wrong? <laughs> no, I think they they made the buildings the same. So she had like a little explanation where she was trying to say that this building was originally going to be Cabrini Green or something like that. That's the way I understood it. I didn't watch it the second time, so maybe I just misheard it. But she sounded like she was trying to say this is this the building that I'm in now that I own this condo was supposed to be the projects that is now Cabrini Green. But they decided to move it somewhere else because they couldn't like enclose the black people in a particular area with like an interstate to cut them off from the rest of the the area. That was, you know, whether or not that exposition holds water as a, as a good explanation, it set up the fact that, that she understood the layout of the actual apartment in Cabrini green in a really Mm -hmm. interesting way. And as a story element, I thought that was really cool because she could know not only how and why it was happening in the Caprini Green where this all was supposed to take place. But then it, it, it lent more creepiness for when she was home and started losing her mind. I, I like, yeah, I thought it was a, it was a really pretty brilliant actually. All right. That's interesting. I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I yeah, I, I really like the idea, I, you know, cause I, you're, you're dressing up what, you know, like we're, we're saying this, these are projects, these are, you know, uh, government housing and everything. And here this white person is buying this really nice condo that's supposed to be really expensive. And it's Mm -hmm. the same exact thing. It just has plaster over the walls. And maybe some of the amenities are slightly different. There's even a line that they even drop in the movie where they're they're talking about how the walls are so thin that you could go through them. And that was one of the things that they noticed in the projects, like the walls, apparently, that they really went into. Like, you could throw somebody through the fucking wall. Yeah, they look like set walls when you go through the doors. When they when they go into that girl's apartment, it's all pink on the inside, you know, yeah. when she's got the baby. When they go in through the door, like the walls look just paper thin. Well, that 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 may actually be, just be that because of shitty set. <laughs> <laughs> that may be an actual set. But you know that cool dolly, all that the cool dolly sense. back uh, when you know um, after they do the whole mirror thing. And then they they they, uh, they pull the mirror off the wall and they look into the other apartment and they stick the mirror back on and then they both go you know Candyman 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 all that and uh, you know but then it cuts and it's like nighttime and then like you know they're 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 we're in a really cool shot of the mirror I don't know how they pulled this off it, it, it you know we're like right into the mirror and then it dollies down the hall and goes like turns into her bedroom and she's asleep and that's when douchebag Trevor jumps on her oh um, yeah super great shot though. Yeah, all the transitions, man, uh, between scenes. I fucking love all these transitions, man. Just like yeah. even when she's getting attacked in the in the in the bathroom by the not by Candyman, but the the guy that's pretending to be Candyman, the actual oh, human the being covered bathroom. Yeah. yeah, right. And it, we go from like the guy coming in, she gets hit, and then we get two exterior shots, and then you just immediately cut to a close up of a black guy, you know, and they're just all given the same line, one right after the other. And it takes a while to, f- to figure out, like, oh, this is a police lineup. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's great. So it's so well done. There's another one too. Like uh, I think she's being arrested and taken to the um, the psychiatric ward or whatever mental hospital she's going to, and she's like sitting in the back of the car and she's like seeing all these flash cuts of oh, it's just and it's so cool. And she goes in there and the camera's all low angle, 
looking up at Trevor. Oh, man, it's just all of that, all of that stuff, and like how how we're going from scene to scene is done so well in, in a nice like I don't know trance dream state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I super love the flow of this film. It, it feels like a David Lynch movie, but without any of the crazy Lynchness. Just the feeling of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good tone to compare it to. Because, like, the whole last half of the movie, when she goes crazy or you think that she's crazy or maybe she's not actually crazy and the things are actually happening, I really kind of loved that that they left that so ambiguous but also gave so much that you could... I don't know. This felt like the kind of movie that you could walk out of the theater and and have like a a knockdown throw out argument with your friends of like, no, she was definitely killing them. And the other person could be 100 percent convinced. No, she was totally crazy. And this was all in her head or I like I, I thought that was really fun because like the first the first part of the movie is such like a um, it's, it feels almost like a pro- police procedural. And then to then kind of switch gears and it's like, well, what's actually happening here? I thought that was pretty fun. Yeah, it goes into like a Freddy style movie, you know, a little bit with like, you know, when he starts reaching through the cabinet and popping up in places and, you know, it, it's it's like she's going insane, you know, which is yeah, pretty, pretty. Yeah. Cool. And the fact yeah. that it it never really happens when someone else is around. She doesn't she only sees him while she's by herself. Right. right. No, that's not true. Like all those people he murders, like keep walking into her and Virginia Madison and then Candyman shows up. and He's like, hey, I'm going to kill you, too, now. Like that's how the psychiatrist <laughs> dies. Her her friend uh, Bernadette. Well, we don't. No, I mean she blacks out. She's not, you know, a reliable source. We don't. We. It's still very much in question if this is actually happening or if she's crazy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, yeah, what? people are uh, other people are present, but but when when it comes out of the trance like state, it's like she's holding some sort of stabbing weapon, and the person is fucking dead. Did she kill them? And she has no memory of it. She has no memory of any of it. We got to stop this right now because I feel like you guys did not even watch the last scene of the movie, and you're can totally just discounting that in your in your thought process here. What are you talking about? Where she's in the where where she comes back? No, where she comes back and kills her husband. Like how the fuck could that happen? Love that scene. If it's supposed, I love that. That was a great scene. The only thing, only thing I don't like. I mean, I love the scene, but it's really weird that that guy has a has a light switch in his bathroom that he could turn all the lights off, but there's this one crazy edge light that appears (laughs) as he goes, Helen, and he gets down to the last one and he flips the lights off, and then you know this perfect like uh, like daylight edge light pops in. I was like, oh, that's a cool switch to have in the bathroom. You don't keep you don't keep edge light shaped nightlights i kind of wish i did because house. you know those early mornings when you got to get up at like five yeah. and then you're stumbling in there and you still want to kind of you know you just barely light it you just it. need to yeah. see where you are in the room but you don't want to actually have light in your face take no, like a totally dark shower you know but i don't know if i'll take a dark shower now because <laughs> helen may come in there because it looks like she's wearing a fucking shower cap <laughs> her hair was burned off i thought that was cool was, i like how they burned her hair her off head. oh man when she's like crawling out of the fucking thing on fire and her wig is on fire and then, like, and then she like delivers the baby out of the fire, basically birthing the new Candyman. Like, you know, uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting articulation. I didn't see it like that. Did, <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm just I, making a prediction from for next week. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Yet. I didn't, I didn't see her birthing the new Candyman either. I do enjoy that, but I will say that I enjoyed her like on fire a lot. And then when it cuts to her. Her whole face is perfectly preserved and the rest of her is just like burned badly. And I'm like, I feel like you could have like come down onto her face because her face is so pretty. And the fact that it's completely preserved, her makeup is immaculate. 
Like I, that kind of bothered me. Makes it look like a shower cap. Yeah. I, I think if they they were worried if they were going to put the burn marks in her face, then everybody was going to say Freddy Krueger. There's a way to do it. That's I mean, that's look. There's a way to do it. I mean, uh, you know, Freddy's Dead came out the year before this movie was released, so. I mean, even, even, it does, you don't even have to do, like, a full burn, just, like, but the way it was, it was just her hair was burned. Like, there was a line where her, like, her hair, like, it was just weird, it was weird. Yeah, like, how much hairspray did she have that that's the only thing that went up in smoke, you know? Like, and I will say, she had really nice hair. <laughs> I noticed that throughout the whole, the whole uh, movie, I really enjoyed her hair. It was. They bring up hair. Girls. They bring, they bring up the, they bring up hair that if you see the Candyman, he makes your hair go white, but they never show it, and they bring that's it up true. twice. And I don't there wasn't like that. a single person that had like white hair. I don't like that. Well, that's like, because no one really survived. Well, their hair still goes know. white. No, they, the, well, no, the man that runs dead. in and sees yeah. the kid who's been castrated, and the blood's all over the floor, and, and then and he's like, uh, he's like, they found they found it floating in a toilet. Can't fix that. Better off dead. <laughs> he said, but when he came out, his hair was all white. You they could have shown like shown you, they, they, you need to see that, Jared. Yes, they bring it up twice and we never see it, Brian. No, bro, you leave the flashback image with the horror of the bathroom. No, that's the memorable thing. That's where no, the scene but they, ends. That's they could have you... put that guy in like a crowd scene or something where you just have yeah. one fucking dude with like white hair and you could have been like, that's totally him. But they didn't. They didn't. I wonder if they actually tried that and filmed it, and then they were like, "Actually, this, this looks stupid. stupid. <laughs> this looks stupid. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking dumb." <laughs> I bet that's why it's not in there. <laughs> they probably filmed both those scenes. They're like, nah, let's not do that. Nope. Cutting room floor. I will say I was very surprised by all of the Phantom of the Opera vibes that I got from this. Oh, yeah? Absolutely. Bum, 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 bum. was not expecting bum, bum, the bum, romance. Bum, bum. <laughs> yeah, he was definitely, come with me. Let, me. let me slide my hook hand up your leg. Like, <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Man. Is that a hook on your hand, or you're just happy to see? He, he wanted to have the whole ghostly family. He's like, I'm gonna have, we're gonna have a kid. We're, you're gonna be with me. It's all gonna be great. Yep. You know, we're we're gonna live on the walls forever as a family. We're <laughs> well, and it's interesting. Sweet. I didn't even get man. like. I mean, I was halfway. Now that I'm thinking about it, I I feel like it would have been very cliche, but unsurprising if he had been like, no, Helen, if you had stayed with me, like now I, I can move on and we can have our family. But it seemed like he just really wanted to keep killing people and while he just wanted her like by his with side. Him. Yeah, because they, he was in love because, you know, he was in love. She was pregnant before, you know, that was the whole point and they never got a chance to have their family. He was just like, yes, all of that. But like also he really enjoys attention. So... <laughs> Yeah, if you wear a coat like that, he literally lives on attention. Like attention. Yeah. Okay, can I tell you though? Like the whole time I was looking at that coat, and I, <laughs> I don't really know, but I, I was like, is this like a historically accurate coat? Like, why are they using it? It's so ugly. And like, honestly, I feel like in Chicago, I, I, I used to live in Chicago, and I was very surprised at the number. First of all, the number of fur coats. But the number of black people that owned fur coats, and it's a thing mm. in Chicago, they're passed down, and it's a sign of like wealth and success, and they want you to feel great. And so it's not out of line that he would have a fur coat, but just it was just trimmed in fur, and they make such a point of him 
like saying that he was in society and he was like a you know a well-to-do grew up in polite society right like they make such a point of that that i was like his coat should be nicer than that because because like there were there were maids and there were nannies and there were all all these people saving up to have much nicer coats than his but if it was nicer it wouldn't be scary this is a scary coat this is like nice scary coat (laughs) if i see somebody wearing that coat i'm like sir like do you need something no that's no it looks like a broken sector gadget no, I, I didn't like the coat. I did not like the coat. I love this coat. This, this outfit makes it, especially like the fur, like that's coming up or around the hook. That is great. Yeah, no, the, I'm saying What's, the whole what? thing should be fur. Like it's cheap. It's a cheap looking coat. The weird nail sticking out of the hook is kind of interesting. What's with the nail? There's two. I there's, don't know. There's those nails? Yeah, there's it's, two nails. It, it's what keeps the hook inside his arm, obviously. Really? I don't know. Yeah, and maybe he nailed it to his bone. <laughs> Who the fuck knows, man? I don't know. <laughs> like, where, where, where did he get this hook from? Like, uh, it's it, a ghost it, well, hook. I looked at it's it. No, no, it, it looks. It you know, it, it looks like it, it was a piece of like you know, square iron that's been bent over and twisted. You know, and sharpened, sharpened into a over a hundred years. The uh, the effects guys were very pissed about having to make that thing. Because they originally went to to a metal worker and uh, in in fucking England to get this hook made, and then they they told him that they were using it for a Clive Barker movie. The metal worker was just like, "Nope, sorry, you can't have it. I don't want anything I do to be involved in satanic practices." Good day to you, sir. What? And then, but they were like, and then they started going, "Hook, hook, give us the hook." <laughs> no, no, Jared. Nobody in history that's, was ever like that. That's two. That's two. We're not counting Candyman references. We're counting how many times you can bring a book. Let's see if we can get to five, everybody. <laughs> and Brian may or may not kill him. I want, I want, I want. <laughs> Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. Get Jared, Candyman. <laughs> Jared is totally is that, is saying the, all this. Is that, the, is that the second one where, where like Candyman appears in the mirror like the fucking like the <laughs> mirror mirror on the wall you know and you got like Candyman 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 and you're like please kill this fucker <laughs> if you control the hook then you control Candyman and you can like summon him to kill people oh you know I'm kind of surprised they didn't do that for one of the sequels that's actually better than like, <laughs> <laughs> that's actually better than the plots for the uh, <laughs> two and three well the whole thing is like you know at the end like she's the new Candyman, and they bury her with the hook, you know. So it oh, makes that she has the, the, it on she the has the hook, thing, yeah. and then when she comes and kills uh, her douchebag uh, husband, uh, you know, she she's got the hook, you know, but she's holding it in her hand like like a like a sword, you know. So she's got she's wrapped leather around it so she can really grip it. Well, wait a minute. No, remember? Hold on. Did you already say this? I'm sorry if you did. Um, remember when she goes in towards the end, there are a couple of hooks hanging up and she just picks one up. Okay, remember? that's weird. That's weird. She goes into the Freddy Krueger lair. She crawls oh, through the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, it's lit in between the walls. Like for, <laughs> and she's Obviously, through. all my and, walls and in the foyer, in, in the foyer of the lair, there's a place where you can take your shoes off and pick up a hook. Look, he's <laughs> you know? He has a home. <laughs> and then, like... he, then you crawl up into the sanctuary. No, no, hold, there's, hold there's, up. There's... No, no, no. <laughs> No, come on. Candles burning. Candles already burning. No, you got to burn a candle when you come in and make a prayer and pick up a hook. All right. No, come on, guys. You you guys are being fair here. This is clearly this is like some kind of shrine to him. And these are people that have brought those hooks as some kind of offering. 
I think, uh, who do you think fucking painted these murals all over the fucking wall? He did because they keep talking about how he he's a them. fucking painter. What? He's a painter. He's he's a that's why ghost. they cut off his hand. The whole that's why point. they cut off his hand. No, look, he's trying to make a home, okay? He's trying to get his lady. He's trying to get his baby. Like, this is a home. <laughs> he wants, he wants it mama. to be welcoming. Like, I, I, I want to tell you my whether story. Whether it's a shrine or not, he has turned it into a wonderful place for him because and his new family. We haven't even talked about how, how is he alive? What? <laughs> no. How, how, does, how does he get stabbed at the end? And it, with a with a burning stick, and he's like, Rawr! and he goes through all that. Like, like is he not like? Is he not? I like would a assume. Spirit? No, I, well, no, because she stabs him too, and he just like pulls it out, and he's like, "No, nah, I'm good." <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't get frustrated, Brian. This is the first time we've seen this. You've been no, living no, with this, no, for bro. Years. It's like a metaphoric death. Like all, everybody in the crowd is literally saying, "Like, die, Candy Man, die, Candy Man." Like you know, like, and they're they're oh, burning yeah, him, it, right? So it's a metaphoric. It his congregation is turning on him, and they're deciding for whatever reason to personify that into Helen. Like that's why at the end of the movie, like the the big mural where Candyman is like spitting bees into Helen's mouth, right? That, that yeah, it, it, it's no longer Candyman; it's Helen at the end. What's the crack across her head signify? That the walls that shitty? No, that's there for a reason. It has to be. I don't. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah, I thought it implied that the the painting itself had been there for so long that the wall had split. Oh, so she's you know. Well, no, because so the paint's passed. new. Like, it doesn't look like all the other stuff that was in that room. Like, this is like well, a brand new painting, you know? But the wall's old. I mean, the wall could still be split. That's true. Yeah. Hmm. Just paint over it. Like could have picked split. a better wall. Um. <laughs> <laughs> could they, though? No, 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 no. no, no. I get it. I, I get it now. I get it now. I get it now. Candyman paints the fucking... He goes through and he paints the entire thing. And then when he gets at the end, he looks at her and he goes... Brow! And he takes his hook and he like... Slashes into the wall. Brian, why are you hiding? Oh your face? dear God! <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Uh, why don't we go on a break? <laughs> Let's go on a break and <laughs> we'll come recenter back. ourselves with the actual trailer. Uh, we're gonna play the trailer for Candyman. We'll be back. Have you ever heard of Candyman? And if you look in the mirror and you say his name five times, in cities everywhere. Candyman. They whisper his name. Right. Candyman. It's just a story. Candyman. Candyman. Just a ghost story. Candyman. An entire community starts attributing the daily horrors of their lives to a mythical figure. The legend first appeared in 1890. He was attacked mutilated and burned to death poor candy man helen a woman died in there leave it everyone knows he isn't real that's modern oral folklore everyone except helen lyle where did i it ain't safe around here i don't scare too easy well no balvuthage they ain't never gonna catch him who candy man who is that? I came for you. Do I know you? Now she is about to discover. Helen? Get out! Get out! What 
What's behind the mystery? You're sick. What's behind the legend? Listen, he's under the bed! And most terrifying of all, come with me. What's behind the mirror? He's here. Candyman, you don't have to believe. Just beware. All right, we're back. That was the trailer for Bernard Rose's Candyman. Good trailer. Yeah, I can't believe they showed the fucking end of the movie, though. When the guy I, they yeah, they no gave away everything. Every little thing. I mean, it was a pretty quick flash, but still. That was a lot. That was a lot to put in the trailer. I think you would have gotten it just from that. I mean, she has so many flashes of different things throughout the movie that I don't think anyone would necessarily know that she turns into the Candyman just from watching that. And you do have to stay until the end of the movie for that scene to make any sense anyway, so. Right. As far as a relatively frightening, easily cut very quickly kind of edit, uh, makes sense. I will say, I kind of found, I didn't, okay, uh, who is it? Helen? Helen's the, the girl, right? I didn't dislike her character, but I did think, I, I found it very surprising that, first of all, she cares so much about her thesis. And second <laughs> of all, that she's like almost determined to go in and like expose these people i mean i think they handled it well but at the same time i was just kind of like girl like stay in your lane like this is not your business like, i mean they they put it in the trailer which is kind of what made me think of it where she was like it's so interesting that these people attribute like so much of their lives and the crime and all of that to this figure but it's like she's trying to like to do what to expose that they what that they're just poor and have terrible lives like i don't understand exactly what she's trying to do here and also is she married to the professor to her professor or is he just a professor i think he's just a professor I, yeah i don't know that that was kind of weird it did make it look like that possibly helen was like an ex-student of his and then they got married because it, lo- <laughs> it looks like the husband is just you know trevor's just all around uh Hey, what's up, cute girl in my class? <laughs> Let me get them digits. <laughs> Let's do some studying later. Yeah. <laughs> he seems a little bit like a, you know, a dishonest husband, just a tad. How Douchebag. long were they? How long were they married? Does it say? No, it never says. As she says his name, she's like Trevor. Trevor, <laughs> just like that when she's like yelling at him, like girl, you don't want him. Like, yeah, I was like that. I felt that way too when she was calling for him. I was like, I feel like Bernadette would be a better person to help you right now. Yep, <laughs> Bernadette actually cares. I like the scene when she goes back and and the and the they're painting the house pink, you know, and she's like, oh, that's great. <laughs> that whole scene where they're terrified of her. She's like the, the color is just uh, <laughs> not even coordinated. The color I hate scheme it. is terrible. Yeah, yeah, the color scheme is terrible. I hate it. Also, it's like the worst painting job ever. She's clearly just walked around and just like run the fucking roller over like random pieces of the wall. Like, have you seen her doing? try to cut up a steak, bro? <laughs> well, yeah, but no. She's doing the trim first. <laughs> no, because like when she makes when she yells or whatever, and Trevor comes in, he goes, "Oh, did you have another whoops or something like that?" Like you have another whoopsie. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Oh yeah, baby, have a little spill. 
I was really surprised that they kind of kept that apartment and Trevor stayed there with his new side piece because I feel like if my spouse went crazy and murdered someone in my house, I would move personally. 100%. Absolutely. That's why they were painting. They were painting over all the bloodstains. I mean, she's only been in there for apparently a month, which is a long time, but also not very long to not just be with a new person, but also like well, it wasn't totally a new person. changing there. Yeah, obviously been happening for a while. Well, yeah, obviously. but like also, I mean, I think, well, not, well, never mind. I'm going to the, the whole idea of like, you know, older men dating their students because there's like a whole power imbalance. And part of the reason that you do that is because they don't like argue or do any, like they just go with what you say, their children. So I think that's makes, oh sorry, go on. No, I think that's part of the theme of the whole movie because all the men in the film are extremely smug and yeah, and condescending to fucking Helen. Like everyone, like her husband is, the fucking psychiatrist that she tries to go get help from. Oh yeah. All yeah. of these guys are just complete assholes. Well, even the exposition of the history of Candyman is a fucking mansplain. Like he's like, oh, that was so, like that was so heavy-handed, dude. Yeah, well, you about the guy at the table. He's like, oh yeah, no, you don't yes. know the legend. You don't <laughs> like, even know what my thing is. Oh, and this guy goes into tell a performance, you. you know, even with like you know, like the little breaths and pauses. Uh, <laughs> he's he's used to a lecture hall, man. It's true. It's true. I I like that scene though. I I like that they keep it in close-ups that's really ballsy not to go in a flashback in that moment because every other time yeah, in the film for sure. they always go into a flashback but this is the one time where we get candy man's backstory and we're just hanging on those two close-ups it's, it's good nice. sound design during that like i think that's what sells it for sure oh yeah 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 there's a lot of cool like little sound design moments i yeah the sound work in this film is great not just the boat but do you think that because everyone is so condescending and belittling to her, that's why she's like, no, I have to write a good thesis. Like, and she's not like trying to live her life because she is still like, so young and, but she's trying to prove herself. She's definitely got something to prove for sure. But like, why are you proving your thesis? Like who, like who cares? Who cares? <laughs> she cares. She wants to go on. Clearly said, uh, somebody who did not go to grad school because I just don't care that much about grad, like, I've never better heard of- things better things i mean she was in grad school this was like her grad school thesis because if she was an undergrad like have you guys ever heard of uh, people pairing up to write a thesis though no yeah i haven't no. either i thought that was no. kind of weird i was like wait, wait, wait why are they both writing this together like that well they're ladies so they need help they need all the help they can get. all yeah. the men were like yeah, oh well, of course the women the women need to group up together <laughs> they need you know two heads is better than one obviously between the two of them, maybe they can write something decent. I think this had a very like uh, classic look to it, and I was getting a lot of Hitchcock out of it. And then they were doing all this like old school, like just lighting the eyes type stuff, you know. Just oh like, yeah, there's a bunch of close ups where it's just a nice little like slit across her face, right? Real soft, and they're like you know, I don't know. Every every now and then it cuts in, and, and it feels like it's older film stock, or it's just shot yeah. shot in an older way. Uh, it, it's pretty interesting. One of those one of those lights across her eyes like started as like a medium and then pushed into the close up and then like cut away and cut back to it and then she had the lighting. Then on it was her there, eyes. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they add it. It's 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 like it's like it's like an anime where that you know <laughs> yeah, it's like the eyes yeah. change to like show the emotion of what's <laughs> happening. Like she's 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 being no, drawn she's, in at that moment. She's really you intrigued know? now. The lighting is amazing. They're, 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 she's always standing in these like little perfect little pools of light that, that are just like just cut out for the size of her face. And as she moves and then she turns, it falls into a different thing. 
Like they, they, they spend a lot of time like creating these little, these little spaces, especially when she's going through the lair, the, like the, the, you know, and like the, she crawls through the, through the wall and comes out of his mouth. And there's like all these little pools of light, little speckles everywhere. Um, it's pretty gnarly. Yeah. I really like the cinematographer's work. Um, fucking Anthony Richmond. Uh, he did, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the, the Donald Sutherland horror film called don't look now. No, but, no. oh man, I highly recommend that a good use of the color red. The first time I ever remember ever seeing like red used, um, before M night Shyamalan. Yeah. Before, before even, uh, <laughs> before Spielberg, bro. <laughs> what was the Spielberg red? Elliot? Um, no, it was in, uh, um, the, um, Schindler's List oh, red dress at the yeah, end. Yeah, that's black and white. That's that's yeah. That's I don't know. I'm still using red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kubrick that's, in Eyes Wide Shut. That's but the, I don't remember. It, are red. you talking about like red art direction or are you talking no, about red lighting, Brian? Uh, no, I'm talking about when he when they when they do those like iris pulls and the and the, and the frame goes red for a second, comes back down when they're at that party. Oh mm. man, yeah, I need to rewatch that. Yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. Anyways, uh, reds everywhere, guys. No, don't look now. It was uh, it's this little girl uh, or this child. And they put her in a red coat, and uh, Donald Sutherland thinks it, his child's dead, and he thinks he's seeing his kid. No, uh, and she's wearing a red coat, and they they do this really nice thing where they they desaturate the rest of the film, and the red just really stands out. It's a cool look. If, if you haven't seen the movie, I highly recommend it. It's a good one to watch. Yeah, like Schindler's, it's like Schindler's List. <laughs> <laughs> Just as fun as that movie Feel too. Good yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I bet. Yeah, it's a riot. <laughs> I was just uh, looking at my notes to to realize that it, it's. I think it's pretty interesting that Candyman doesn't actually show up until halfway through this movie. Okay, go ahead, Crystal. I was gonna say I think it's really shitty that she tells that little kid like you can <laughs> trust me because I'm not a cop and I'm not gonna tell anybody. Oh, just the police. But other than that, like, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I get what he she was pissed wants. at her too. That was pretty great. He sh- as he should be. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that's. I mean, I guess that's kind of where I was. Uh, like, she just. She's so naive, and she just goes like walking into this, this whole setup. This everyone and just like ruins people's lives. Like it's kind of ballsy, but like also, and that, I feel like if you're gonna do that, if you're just gonna ruin a bunch of people's lives, <laughs> you should have a better reason. You, you should let them burn you alive. Uh, well, also, I mean, she did let them. I mean, that was very noble of her. Well, how weird, how weird was that, that? That they all seemed to have like a spidey sense that it was time to light the fire. They were like, oh. No, because the kid was oh, like, I saw him. I saw yeah. the hook. He's yeah. in there. But it was her. I mean. Oh, because she was she was running up and she was she climbing the, the mountain with the hook. Yeah. She held that hook completely wrong, by the way. It was weird. How how is she holding it? How are you? Well, the, her, to hold it? her hook that she was holding had, had this like little like oval at the bottom, and then with the hook at the top, she like grabbed it up here like this. But it's, it's got a natural handle in that oval. You know, I don't know. It just looks weird with her holding it like that. <laughs> Do you think she held it like that, like for safety reasons, in case she fell? Because she was right. Uh, it's possible because it. she could have slipped, and then and it would slip in your hand in that other way. Yeah. That, it, all right. Look at you. Okay. <laughs> Kristen's being practical. I know. I, I had that as one of okay. my points off, but I might have to adjust. Well, that now. speaking of, oh, she hooked you on that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Speaking of practical, though, um, I was reading that um, the main actress Helen had to like go into like a trance because she was like allergic to bees for that scene where all the bees come out of. Oh jeez. You mean eating Xanax? Fuck yeah! That's the only way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that whole Holy thing shit. was all 
practical and yeah she was down and i think i think i think brian i don't know you can correct me i feel like you would know this but i feel like she was in a trance <laughs> and <laughs> and while they had the bees like you know i don't know fly back and forth or whatever they were doing oh wait they had like bees like that were like baby bees or something so they couldn't sting yeah, they or were, something they were born within like 12 hours or something like that so they didn't have a stinger Dude, yeah. I don't care. Bee kisses are still got to be bad, bro. When you're like mouthful of bees. How much money did they get paid to put bees in their mouth? What was the budget? Oh, my God. Did, did they get paid anything to it put was bees eight, in their well, fucking mouth? It was $8 million budget, so it's sizable budget. All right, so they got paid to put bees in their he, mouth. He apparently had some kind of like a stopper thing so they couldn't like crawl Go down, down into your throat. Like that. Oh yeah, like, fuck that noise. Up your nose and shit. No, I, I heard that he was like, no, I got a really good lawyer. I get $1,000 every time one bee stings me. So he's like, yeah, I got a little bit of money from it. Didn't he get stung? Like, I don't know. I just I was going to say 27 times, but I feel like I just made that up. So never mind. No, no, no. That's I'm right. I'm sure it's, he does this in every film. <laughs> he's covered in bees. He says uh, it was twenty. it was 27 times, but it was for all three of the Candyman movies he did. Oh, over the course of the trilogy or whatever it is? Yeah. Covered in bees. And Virginia Madison, she got uh, she got put in the hypnotize. Uh, Madison. Got- Madison, sorry. Man, I'm going to do that all fucking goddamn night. I, I'm going to call her Virginia <laughs> Madison for some reason. Virginia Madison, uh, she was being, uh, the director wanted to hypnotize her when she is being in- encountered by Candyman. Which and, and you can so see in the movie pan- panic attack. <laughs> uh, it's it's those scenes where you we were talking about where it's it's nice and it's lit and it's got that uh, very like uh, it has soft the focus. Phantom of the Opera vibe. Yeah, and she's actually hypnotized in those scenes. And the director actually took Virginia Madsen to a hypnotist, and they gave the director a keyword, and he would turn the lights down off and set, and say the keyword to her, and put her Did in a translate. <laughs> Well, obviously not, because then she'd be going into trances like every two seconds in the middle of scene. Like every five, she's like. <laughs> That's really cool. I did. I mean, I was wondering about not if she was like actually being hypnotized, but I <laughs> did notice that it was like she was being hypnotized. I thought she was acting um, when all of that was happening. And I thought that was a very interesting way to play it. So that she kind of comes under his spell. And I kind of actually thought that she was going to do his bidding and like be more into it than she was. She really didn't do any of that. So I'm not sure what the point of her being hypnotized during those scenes were, was. I think it's just anytime she's around Candyman, that's, it's just, it's just what happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, but like if I had powers and I could hypnotize people whenever I like walked over to them, I would definitely make them my minions and have them do stuff that I want them to do. And so like he just like walks away and she comes out of it and is like, no, I have to escape and do whatever and trap him and turn everyone against him. And like he has the power to hypnotize her and he's like super into you know, people loving him and adoring him. And so I feel like, like she should be his disciple. Like, why is she only under his spell for like 30 seconds? It seems like a bad superpower. Well, if I had that superpower, I would nature. have to look, I would, I just think he needs to like talk to whoever gave him that power. And wait a minute. Does she have the power? Because she could have, why didn't she put the, the dude actually hold on now that I'm thinking about this, because why would he only hypnotize her why wouldn't he hypnotize all of his victims before he kills them? What? Because 
Virginia Wouldn't Madsen's that be a great character way to die, though? Looks like, like his girl. somebody comes out and like hypnotizes you, and you don't even like feel like you're dying as they stab you with a hook because you're just like so <laughs> entranced. No, they rip you from like from growing to growing gullet. Like, gullet. Yeah, because he yeah he comes out and it's so violent and it's so fast and it's so mean, but he clearly <laughs> has the power <laughs> to hypnotize <laughs> the lady and the baby, and so. Why wouldn't he do that to it's more people? It's not a long hypnotist. He's a candy man. The sugar rush doesn't yeah. last more than like 30 <laughs> it's seconds. It's like 15 minutes, you know. You're a little hazy. If you vape it, it's different, work on though. That. I feel like, I mean, like, look at, like, preachers and how effective they are for, like, an hour on Sunday. Like, I feel like he's really losing out here. I feel like that should be the sequel. <laughs> he does have a congregation, so... If it's going to be like a congregation, he should have a similar level of hook him in yeah. for that long. Yeah. There's the candy man. <laughs> I mean, imagine if when he gets summoned and he can just come out and like be like adored by all these people in Cabrini Green. Like, why does he kill them? Because why he lives he on their fear. Them? He lives on the fear. You would think that he would learn how to like transmute that into love, right? That's what he wants. He wants his family back. Do you watch horror films, Kristen? I mean, no, clearly. I don't watch horror films. <laughs> Come with me and be immortal. No, I don't. And this is why, because I don't make sense, and people are just stuck in their bitterness, and I don't understand it. Because there's another way to live. Like, why would like why are you choosing to be miserable every single day? It's just what the way. Do. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's it's what we do, Kristen. Yeah, it's <laughs> how it works. <laughs> I mean, he can even keep the hook and like have like a little army and like go like on revenge for like the people who like killed him originally and get the girl because she would probably join their cause because she's she's not very smart. And so she would like join their cause and probably like help bring in more people. Like there's a way to get attention and that just isn't how you do it. Well, I, I, th- I think he was trying to get like, you know, like followers and, and people to be scared of him and, you know, to pass on and live in infamy. That way, I don't. I don't think he was trying to be like, "Hey, let's let's sing that Candyman song together." <laughs> the Candyman can. <laughs> okay, but wouldn't it be great if they did break out in that oh song? Oh my god! <laughs> oh, they're in oh, the all, ar- all around the like, bonfire. For some reason, they lit like daylight. Okay, but what if what if what if that scene where he is he's with the baby and he's feeding the baby and he just starts humming the candy. Candyman can. <laughs> Who can feed the baby? The Candyman can. Right, like, like let's give him some depth here. I. He's got like a record player like, in the like, back. Why is he? Why is he asleep on that fucking table? Like like I'm saying, is he? Yeah. That's so weird. That's so weird. If he's not alive, like he's he's in his weird like church and he's asleep on the altar. And, you know, she sneaks up on him and stabs. He's like, you've come to me, you know. <laughs> Is it weird, man? I mean, <laughs> why does he got to sleep? I, I, I just feel like they answer all these questions in this movie. And, like, I don't really? know. I feel like we watch different movies. Yeah. Like, when he, she's in, like, uh, the... She's tied up in the in the hospital, right? And Tony Todd is is up there, it's the candy man, floating on top of her. Yeah, and he's like, "Give me a, a kiss, just one a, a, exquisite kiss, right?" And, and he floats under the bed. See, and she's yeah, like, yeah. we see the table, we see the vi- video later, and there's nothing there. So okay, clearly, but how does the baby survive if he's not alive? Wait, what? Well, that's what I'm saying. That that's why I'm saying that this how movie does- has a it does a great job of of going back and forth of like. 
is he just in her mind? Is she the one who's actually murdering all these people and she's crazy? Did she take or the baby there and hide it? is he an actual thing? Because she's never around another person except for when she's murdering someone or when they are getting murdered and she wakes up and doesn't know what happened. Except for, you know, again, if you just completely discount the last the- five minutes of the movie. No, but hold on. Yeah. Okay, but Brian, That's the point. Brian That's the point. how is the baby staying alive? Who's feeding the baby? What? Candyman. The man. Just- so, okay, so he's alive. He's alive, Wait, but hold he's on. invisible. I, I, I'm confused here. You, you're, you're having problems with Candyman feeding the baby, but not murdering people. Those are yeah. both physical actions. I, because I think she's murdering them. I think that's, that he's an aspect of her. That's where I'm at too, Kristen. Thank yeah. you. So, <laughs> so wait, you think Trevor's girlfriend at the end of the movie, she's also suffering delusions? Like Trevor just goes after the crazy murderous bitches that are just going to murder somebody. Yeah, it's a pattern and he probably She's holding a knife all. at right, the okay, end, Brian. Right. Okay, I got she's it. She's holding a knife at the end. She is. She's holding a knife. She's in there. She's in there and then she's like tapping her hand. She's like, why don't you come help me make the salad? <laughs> you know? <laughs> all right, okay. I just looked at this movie completely wrong all yeah. these years. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen the other one, so I don't know, Brian. Man. Wow. Candyman, wow. <laughs> I think he can. Sorry, Brian. We can let you off the hook if you want. Did anyone else think it was kind of weird that when they cut inside her coffin, it's lit like daylight, but it's closed? I thought it was weird that they started with the shot. Inside the coffin? Yeah, and then you cut and out. And they and cut out, and it's, and it's and lowering it's down. Yeah, that and was that, And then they, then, then they had this like upshot of the little kid comes, and he drops, drops the fucking hook in there. And then it cuts back into her. The lit coffin. No, that time I liked. I thought starting the scene with her in there, that, that, just, that was weird. I agree with that. Yeah. That was kind of bizarre. Who, who, yeah. Who, who edited this? I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I'm not a big fan of the editing. In the... Really? I thought it was pretty good. I thought, you know, I thought they had some really cool moments in it. But It's just because they use like flash frames and things like that. I mean, there are some cool moments, but there are some really bullshit moments, though. Like... <sighs> When Virginia Mad- uh, Madison, right after Madison, That's Madison, it. Madison, right after she uh, like actually sees the psychiatrist get killed, Candyman goes out the window, and then she goes out the, the ledge. Fucking flies out the window backwards. <laughs> oh, why are you laughing at that? I thought that was it great. Was fucking wild. Uh, that was, it was, that it was, was a weird. great moment. It was, it was yeah, because he actually flew her, out backwards. Because her, re- the- her reaction is like, what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, who leaves a who leaves the window backwards? She gets sucked out like into space. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It's weird and unexpected. Like what a weird, a weird exit. I mean, obviously he's giving her a way out, but he's just like sucked out into space. Like like they fucking they spaced him, you know. But but when she comes... or like she threw something out the window and it wasn't actually him. She just saw him because she was the one trying to escape. Yeah, yeah. Let's just throw out the themes of the movie. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Urban legend? No, this is really just like Psycho and Fight Club. That's really what it's like. Yeah, it was her the whole time. Uh, This is a Shutter Island situation. Thank you very much. No, no, no. She she went down and, and, you know, she like sucked up some kind of weird mold or something and had some kind of weird hallucination and now she's... 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, actually, I kept waiting waiting for them to... She ate one of those pieces of candy. Yeah. I was like, what is she on? Like, how did she, like, have such a terrible memory loss? Like, and I really thought that they were, like, she was going to be on something. Dude, that scene, when she wakes up, that is excellent. 
uh, that that when she, when she wakes up and she's in a in a pool of blood and they open the door and there's the dog head and that chick is in there losing her mind. That whole scene, the way that plays out, is pretty cool. But damn, why did you pick up the knife? You know, like <laughs> yeah, classic horror movie trope. Yeah, don't pick up the knife. Like yes, it's probably the most safe thing for you, but obviously it's there for a reason. Someone else used to come on. That's a great scene. It's there so everyone in the theater can shout, don't pick up the knife. <laughs> but she does that like throughout the entire, like the whole, every time someone gets murdered, she's like, oh, here's the weapon I found. I've got to pick yeah. this up and Let hold me it. keep myself safe and put my fingerprints all over it. Who is the composer on this? Philip Glass? Yeah. Yep. It's freaking fantastic. That dude set some tone in this for sure. It is good. Yeah, I think it's one of the better horror scores. Yeah, it's up there with some of John Carpenter's stuff for sure. I love the opening. You know, when when they're like flying over the city, and the the Candyman comes in, and it's got that super '80s sound and you know synth kind of going. It's pretty fucking cool. It's it's, it's like a video game, you know. (laughs) Top down shooters, baby. It does. It does. It's loading like a video game. I was like, this is pretty badass. That uh, the building that like covers up the interstate for a little bit. Uh, I think it's yeah. like right when uh, Clyde Barker's uh, executive producer credit comes on screen. That building, the bottom of that frame, uh, is where they shot the opening bank heist, bank robbery sequence for The Dark Knight. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that is cool. I used to work right there. Chicago's crazy, man. Interstates, buildings. What? They're not supposed to exist in the same space. Yes, they are. Well, and it's all, it's such a small little area. You can walk across the whole Chicago loop in 20 minutes. That's what those scooters are for now. Birds aren't real, Jared. (laughs) Neither is the (laughs) Candyman. Now he's coming for you. You doubted him, son. You done fucked up. You just have to believe in him and he'll let you live, I guess. You don't have to believe. Is that the moral of the story? If you believe in people, like they won't murder you? I believe in you. You just gotta believe in yourself, you should Peter. Support everyone. Well, yeah, and not in, hate. in the other Hook movie, <laughs> um, you know, yeah. If you believe in yourself, you can fly. That's right. That's so right. you know. <laughs> oh, there you are, Candyman. Oh, there you are, Candyman. Fuck that movie. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna make me fucking set something on fire any second now. I've lost my candy. Lost, lost, lost. Oh, look lost at this. Candy. Oh, spilled it. I, I found your dignity <laughs> down here. <laughs> it, was, it was on Neverland. All right. You must fly. Can you I must sp- crow. <laughs> sorry, Brian. No, you're not. You're not fucking sorry. Don't fucking sit here and lie to my face. Don't fucking lie to me. Fucking asshole. Oh, I'm oh. sorry. <sighs> the 12th time today. <sighs> All right. Ratings. Let's do this. Who going first? I'll go first. I thought this was, movie was structured really well. I think the script was was actually really brilliant. The The cinematography was pretty fantastic. There was a lot of good like foreshadowing moments. So much tone in this. I loved all of the like the little pools of light on everything. And every time we have a close up of somebody, it just it just looks fantastic. The blood and gore was as delightful as one would hope for this kind of a thing to be. Uh, I really love all the the buildup of urban legends and talking about lore and the ways that they kind of snuck in some exposition while actually building character moments at the same time, I think worked for the most part pretty well. There's a lot of good tension. I don't know if I would qualify it as like terrifying, but there was definitely some good scary moments for sure. Um, every time she's crawling through that, that apartment slash lair slash 
<laughs> whatever the thing is we're in Cabrini Green. Um, those are those are some pretty good tense moments when she's in the house, and there's some tense moments. The set design was was I think really top notch for for what this actually was. Um, I mean, the closest thing that I can compare it to is the first Chucky movie, where we definitely know where where most of the things are in in the layout of the geography of the apartments, um, mirroring both her apartment and the the Caprini Green building was super effective in both of those locations to to build tension i thought um tony todd fucking kills this role man like he's he's both like alluring and creepy and like seductive in an interesting way but also like overpowering and i don't you know i thought i thought it was a fantastic character um i've heard people talking about this is this is dracula for african-americans and i not being black i can't speak to that but i think that's a really interesting and intriguing idea and this movie is almost 30 years old and has for sure stood the test of time um i think it's a freaking classic man i'm gonna give it a 9.5 wow all right that surprised me that did surprise me too brian <clears throat> i think i think we're corrupting the boy i think that's a fair fair statement actually yeah man i'm i'm i'm, I'm proud of you son see look horror is good <laughs> who's going next i'll go next brian okay i'd never seen this movie before whoa what, what was that look what no <laughs> that, that that was not a look what what just it, it, brian was surprised that i'd never seen the movie before i'd never seen this movie before and uh i, I don't know i i thought it was really 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 super cool I, the, the lighting is what really like brought me in and it was really cool to see virginia madison uh <laughs> Shut up, Mad. I know, I know, I know. I'm just digging it. The I know, I'm digging. It, it was really cool to see Virginia Madison He's got his uh, hooks in, in, uh, in this role because I'd only ever seen her in the uh, Alexander Payne film Sideways, which I really love. Um, uh, which we're gonna have to do one day and piss Brian off. Um, no, it's a fine movie. <laughs> oh, okay. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, yeah, so that was really cool because I think she did, she did a fucking excellent job. And, and and like I said, I was getting a lot of um, uh, what 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 was it? Hitchcock, but like, what what movie was it? Vertigo, Vertigo. Like, like, like a lot, lots of Vertigo out of yeah. this, and especially in like like we didn't talk about costumes and stuff, but like she, when she goes down into the into the the cave and all that, or like down into the lair and all that, she just she looks like she's dressed from the time of Hitchcock, you know, like just the way she's like wearing her hair and 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 even like her 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 wardrobe, it's kind of like they're really like trying to push that homage, or at least to me it was, but I don't know, the whole thing had a really cool feel to it. I wish I had seen a, a a better rip of it because I, I think that my uh, my transfer that I watched was kind of like washed out. I think the lighting was probably better than in, in some places. Like sometimes I thought that like when Candyman showed up on screen, it felt a little overlit. But maybe that's just my modern like kind of think my modern view of it. But I still think that like you know his he's he's such a presence on screen and the way that they handle his voice with the sound and like you know the visuals so amazing and the acting is really solid and 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 just the the ideas they're taking all these like you know we we by this point in, in horror history we'd already had all these other characters so there's all these little homages to things like 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 I said you can kind of feel the the Freddy Kruegerness of it but then you know and you can feel the suspenseness the suspense of like older like you know fucking horror films I don't know it's just a really solid fucking movie. I am going to give it a nine. Nine. I'm excited to see number dos. Number dos or the remake? Well, the remake we're definitely going to watch. Uh, you know, and like I said, I'm going to call it the baby is the new Candyman, or has to just has <laughs> something to do with it because you can't just let that hang. And if the baby doesn't show up in part two, then what the fuck? 
even though it's 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 weird that that apparently they don't carry on Helen, you know, because now that she's created a new like, yeah, right. Helen has nothing to do with any of the other ones. No, it's weird. They they set all this up to create something with her, and then and then she's just not there. They can't use the baby like because they took him away from her mother, and so like they're returning him, they're returning this baby. Because like remember, she's like, no, I I have such high hopes for this kid. I'm not gonna let anyone any anything happen to him. I'm not gonna let anyone get him. I'm not like like to have him then turned into a monster, a murderer would be awful. He's retur- he's just returned. It's he's saved. Oh, I'm gonna so bite my tongue because I've already seen it. So I wish you would. Yeah, yeah. I cannot wait until. We, we finally do they know. really know wait what? <laughs> that's so sad all right i'll i'm gonna give my rating we'll find out okay look sad it, note I, I will say don't ruin it brian don't don't say, say it. it don't say it you already, don't say it you already ruined don't this one it. for me because we have no, to no, no. watch it do you remember last week when i made i was like uh I, I said the only thing i know about candy man is the song and you were like nobody tell her and then two minutes later you told me the <laughs> entire dead. plot of the movie <laughs> yeah i did that Okay, so tell me. So tell me. No, no. Well, no. Mike, just take off. Just stop listening for a second. Go on, Brian. I, know, I was just gonna say there's four characters that return from. Is it this is movie. one the baby? I'm not gonna tell you who. I'm just saying there's oh four. God, yes, you are. There are four me. returning characters. So and one of Which them is ones? not Virginia Madison. Why not? Why maybe, didn't she come back? Or maybe not. Oh, wouldn't that be fucking insane? I cannot wait to go see this. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't get too excited, all right? Yeah, but yeah, there, know, there's but still there's cool, nice though. little cameos. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Uh, you you want to go next or your last, Kristen? I'll go next. Um, I thought this movie was pretty good. I enjoyed a lot of the costumes, a lot of the lighting, the the sh- I liked a lot of the flash scenes. The story was very interesting. As with most horror movies, I can't really get behind. A lot of the characters because they just don't make good decisions and the whole time I'm just like why are you doing this like I just don't understand you're kind of kind of deserve what you get and so yeah I feel very torn on this whole thing um I do think this was very well done and so as far as like horror movies like I feel like if you enjoy horror movies you should definitely watch this but like as for me personally I'm gonna give it a seven just because people just start smart and i don't really like the main character and i do like her hair a lot though she has great it's, hair she's great hair <laughs> like she looks she looks great in every frame she yeah, looks like jillian anderson does. this is true yeah oh that's who it is i yeah. I, I, yeah. I was like oh my yeah. god blowing yes. me away the whole time i was yeah. like she looks so familiar and i was like who I does was she like, look like i haven't seen any of her stuff exactly yeah i was like she looks just like somebody because it's yeah clearly looks not like anyone that i've seen yes that's who it is one hundo p but yeah, I'm going to give it a seven just because I feel like, you know, she could be doing other things with her life. And, you know, even the Candyman. <laughs> what? Like- <laughs> what kind of criticism is that? This character could she's, be doing she's trying, else. She's trying to, she's trying to like further her life with her education. Like get her thesis. She could be no, doing something you know better. What? Like she's this trying to do a like, social you're issue. You're dedicating <laughs> your life to this? Give me a break. And you, you married this dude who's, oh, come on. Like what? Because he has a nice apartment. Because you know, that's not her apartment. Because she said, she's, look, no, no. Uh, you could be making better life choices and Candyman. I feel like if all he wants is love and adoration and attention or even fear, like there are better ways to do it. I feel like 
He could also, he's a super cool character. I love his voice. I love. Fear me. All of it, all of everything that he does, but I feel like he's like kind of needy though. And like, I feel like that could be channeled more appropriately. And if you're going to be like a lot, he, cause he died in what the 1890s. So he's a hundred years old. I feel like you should have learned something over the last hundred years on how to trap women that you want to have babies with i'm not no, really sure no she's reincarnated she looks like she looks she looks just like his og boo so he's so he's just been waiting for a hundred years it takes that and long to be, re- to be reincarnated well they, okay the reincarnation they they don't they don't bring that up or point <laughs> that out or say that it's always been you ellen yeah she, she just i guess looks like the girl <laughs> i don't know they don't spell it out it's probably reincarnation but like i feel like even if uh, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, did you watch the rest of it? But oh, but I will say I did really enjoy a lot of the nods to real to real life issues and to real life, you know, situations. Yeah, it, but it, but yeah, no, <laughs> I'm sorry, Brian. I think they could be like making better life choices, all of them, honestly. So I'm gonna give it a seven. I I don't know what you're talking. Like, I think these characters do really smart things in this movie. I don't think there's ever a moment where I'm like, when all of there's not a moment. There's not a moment in the whole movie. Like when she picks up a knife and rushes towards the other girl. Okay, but okay. So look, okay, but you're not thinking about the series of events. Think about what you actually saw. All right, and I want you to think about put yourself in 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 this girl's situation. Okay. First off, she's never been to this woman's bathroom. So when she wakes up in that bathroom after she just encountered a scary dude in a parking garage, she wakes up covered in blood in a bathroom that she's never fucking seen before in her life. And she you know walks out do? into the hall and she sees Not a true, dog. Because it looks just like her bathroom. With let me tell you. It. Let me tell you. If I woke up in a bathroom <laughs> and I was covered in blood and I could hear some bitch screaming in the next room, I would lock the door. Like, I'm, I'm not going to go out there and be like, hey, <laughs> What's going on out here? I would lock the door. I mean, I, everything okay? I don't know. It, it, me, to me, it looks like she's like slowly, just from, from her performance, it looks like she slowly starts to realize what's happening, where she is. Agreed. Okay, look, they're great at acting. I just think they're not making good decisions, the characters. The actors are great. Wait, picking up the knife? I, no, I, look, if somebody's screaming and I'm covered in blood, yeah, I'm going to pick up a weapon to defend myself too. No. Like you, lock the door. Yeah, you lock, lock the door. Yeah, you lock your door, and uh, you'll just be like the mom <laughs> in The Shining, you know, while the killer is busting down the door with a fucking axe, and you have yes. nowhere to go. Wendy, Wendy, you cannot, you hurt cannot you. say that it is a better <laughs> choice to walk you. out and confront the killer. So let's say you are though, but and you are in The Shining, and the dude is out there with the axe. You're gonna walk out and be like, "Yo." What's up? Hey, no. yeah, that's, that's literally what they they had to do. Like, yeah, in The Shining, yeah, like the mom traps herself in that in that in that small little area, and they they're lucky that there's a fucking window that they could get out a of. Tiny window, yeah, with because, a snowbank, right? Below. Because if they didn't, right. they would have all died right. right then and there. I would always yep. want to have some place to run to as opposed to be cornered in a small little room. Fuck that. I'm no. just saying if someone is like chopping down the door with an with an axe, I don't think you should go that way. That's all I'm saying. No, I'm, what I'm saying is you don't go to the bathroom. You don't run and hide in the She's already bathroom. in the bathroom. She's already in the bathroom. Anyway, the point is... I don't think it's a stupid character moment, though. <laughs> All right. I think it makes her look. I think it makes her look strong. I think if she locked the door in the bathroom, that would make her character look weak. And then I would just be like, "Oh, please, no. somebody come kill her right now." <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry. I just. I just can't get behind this. If someone's screaming in the next room and I'm covered in blood, 
I'm not going to go out there and check on them. I'm going to, I'm sorry. You can fend for yourself. I'm not going to do it. Now, see, Kristen, now everyone knows how to, like, make you starve to death. They'll just drug you in your sleep, put you in a bathroom, cover you in blood, and just play a tape of somebody screaming on the outside, and you'll never leave the room. You're right. I wouldn't leave the room, no. Like, look. The tape would go, do you want to play a game? (laughs) (laughs) Inside the toilet, I have split the key. <laughs> but okay, hold on. Because we, I know, look, I'm sorry. Can we go back to this for a second, Brian? So she is in the parking garage and then she gets transported to the bathroom. This is. Yeah. And she's drugged. Well, whatever. She's hypnotized or whatever Candyman's presence does to her. Why doesn't she get hypnotized at the psychiatric unit or the hospital? I don't know. I guess Candyman wanted her to flee. I don't know. There are some like little rules that are broken in the film. Like, why does when her, when she says Candyman for the first time in the mirror, why does Candyman not appear right then and there? Yeah, I wondered about that too. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't know. You, it you, took you, him a while to walk there. You just have to give the movie. Maybe the, he was he did show up immediately, and he saw her, and he was so struck by her like that. They should have done like, a flashback where he shows up on the other side of the mirror, and he looks at her, and he goes, <gasps> "Yes, oh my god, that would be actually." <laughs> He's like, it's her. <laughs> and he like, he like goes to strike her and then he, but he's like so taken aback and he's just he like, just can't no, do it. He just I can't fucking do it. She had me at Candyman. <laughs> the Candyman candy candy can't. can't. Oh, Brian, we both had it. <laughs> Are you a Candyman or a Canty Man? Candy can't. Oh. <laughs> Better than a Cunty Man. Oh. All the female listeners just turn the show off, Jared. You're, you're welcome, Brian's mom. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to give this you a 10. Listen, you may listen to it. <laughs> I'll go 10? All right. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's a, it's a cult classic. Um, it's got it's some little things here and there um, that are not perfect, but it's an $8 million film. What do you want? You know they they did a lot. Uh, there's some things I don't I don't care a lot for the the mat work when the bees are swarming the city. It's like yeah, the third that's or fourth the worst shot. shot on the whole movie for sure. It, well, the bees uh, coming out of the uh, the fire that also looks pretty terrible. Okay, okay. Um, that's I thought those were sparks. <laughs> <laughs> I did too for a while. <laughs> yeah, I know it looks like sparks until you realize they're bees. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a great movie. I mean, fucking Tony Todd, man. Uh, Virginia Madsen. Uh, Bernard Rose, the director, did a great job. Projection design's great. Christian, I, I don't know what you're talking about. The costume design is fucking perfect. Candyman, this is a great look for him. The coat, the hook. I even love his little uh, checkered black and white uh, checker pattern uh, pants that he's wearing with his little cool shoes. Because, you know, that's how his family got rich. His dad made some machine that repaired yep, to make shoes. shoes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it's, it's, a, it's very solid. Um and it, it's kind of special too because it's kind of like the last of, it's 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 the last horror film, the last original slasher film, of the original slasher run from, yeah, whatever you, I guess you can say it's from Halloween to Candyman. It's, it's the genre is like perfected in Halloween, and you know it takes us all the way through all the the imitators and the knockoffs, and we get to a Nightmare in Elm Street, and really this is this is the the next step from a, you know from a nightmare in elm street and it it's the one that 
audiences embraced and it it actually caught fire. So I don't know. It it, make, it makes it kind of special. Yeah, it's a ten. We didn't talk about that scene where uh, she's like covered in blood and and the fucking they're making her like strip and she's just crying and it's so fucking hardcore. That's a great scene. Oh my god, that. dude! And then that that last little moment, she's like, "Can I just please?" Like, oh my god, that that whole scene plays. It, it was, it's it's perfect. It was so disgusting. I loved it. And then like when she finally showers, like you feel such relief. <laughs> oh, and the, yeah. yeah, it cuts. Yeah. It cuts, and her entire demeanor is different. All of it. Yeah, it, it's it's great. Seventy-seven on Rotten Tomatoes too. Really? Yeah. Look at that. Sixty-two audience score though. <laughs> Fucking audiences. Yeah, what do they know? <laughs> what do they know? You know, next week when we do Dark Man, um, I think that we'll really uh, be able to dive in <laughs> to, uh, you know, proper horror. I don't know that Brian's even going to touch that. <laughs> I think I you've hooked I him. don't know, man. Did you think of that joke through? You know, we're doing Candyman next, and you're like, the next movie we're doing is Dark Man. Oh, yeah. all right, okay, all right. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, all right, there you go. <laughs> Anybody know what the uh, that like um, amphitheater thing that they keep like showing in the movie that they're like spinning around? You know, it's in you the college. What, they walked through it at one point. So, but I didn't know if, what the significance of that was. I think they were just excited that they had helicopter shots. <laughs> <laughs> Get as much as you can and spin them. <laughs> cool. That's it. I'm done. so with that you've been listening to the movie crew podcast you want to get in touch with us you can do so by sending us an email to the movie crew at gmail.com that's the movie crew crew spelled c-r-e-w-e that's right extra e at the end of the word crew at gmail.com you can follow us on facebook twitter instagram at movie crew pod and jared where can the audience find you if you'd like to get some bee kisses you can find me on instagram at check the gate or on twitter at jared b callen Behave. <laughs> and Mike, where can the audience find you? I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Griggsy Media. That's G-R-I-G-G-S-Y Media. And where can they find you, Kristen? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene. That's Kristen with a K and an I. You guys can find me on Twitter at Elkins Edits, and uh, we're going to be closing out the show tonight uh, with some of this great score from composer Philip Glass. We're going to be playing track number three, titled Helen's Theme. Enjoy.
come with me and be immortal. Clyde Barker writes some great lines, bro. I don't know. Like, some of that shit's cheesy. He's like, he's like be yeah, my victim. Be my victim. They will say I shed innocent blood. But what is blood for if not for shedding? Come on. That's fucking dope. <laughs> that's a baller killer line. With my hook for a hand, I'll split you from your growing to your gullet. Yeah, come on, bro. Right? Nah, come on. That's like murder sexy. <laughs> Let me caress you with my hook. Oh, dude, when that dude runs in in the bathroom and he like whacks her in the head with that fucking hook, we didn't even talk about that. But yeah, dude, that's pretty brutal. She got a black. Oh, I do like her black eye. Fake Candy Mane. <laughs> candy Mane. Candy Mane. <laughs> yeah, that was Candy Mane. That wasn't Candy Mane. That was Candy Mane. <laughs> that's for the sequel that takes place in Memphis. <laughs> you heard of Candy Man? <laughs> no, man, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, man. All right, I'm stopping this shit. <laughs>